What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, Raging Cajun, aka Rama Can't Lose, aka Noah Kagan. In today's episode, I talked to Alexandra Fasulo. She's a copywriter, a freelancer, and a Fiverr millionaire. Alex gained international attention in 2018 when her CNBC video went viral about how she makes over six figures on Fiverr. I thought that's where they made five bucks. Before she actually made bank, she was working in New York and she hated her job. And just four weeks into her job, she quit with no plan and no money. Hello, millennials. But she did something about it. And I'm really impressed with her. And she also grew up in a really small-ass town, which I always found fascinating. If you want to learn more about Alex, before we dive into the episode, you can check out her podcast, Freelance Fairy Tales. If you've ever wanted to learn how to live life on your own terms and make a lot of money, you are going to love this episode. Here is three gigantic things we talked about. Number one, how to make money freelancing while traveling the world. Number two, why all publicity isn't actually good. And number three, the two biggest things holding people back from going out on their own. Enjoy those three things, plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. Before we dive in, go sign up to the AppSumo.com mailing list. That's AppSumo.com. It is the number one site online for entrepreneurs to buy or sell software to help you grow your online businesses. That's AppSumo.com. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash OKDork. Our team puts out three juicy business videos every single week to help you have success on your journey. That's YouTube.com slash OKDork. Also, a special pre-show shout out to listener Stein Twain. That's an interesting name. They left a review saying, you can't lose with Noah. I like Noah. I'm not really a business guy, but Noah's podcast isn't your typical businessy podcast. He's funny, creative, and loves sharing his passion and joy with others, and that's infectious in a good way. Damn, I like that person. I hope I get to hug you one day. And I love every other one of you gorgeous listeners. If you want to shout out in a future episode, leave a review or tweet anywhere online. I check every single one of them. Where should we begin? Where should we not begin? Or where should we begin? I try to say more of the positive. Yeah, I mean, where should we begin? What are What were your affirmations this morning? Wow, great question. <laughs> I woke up. What happened this morning when I woke up? So my affirmation, do you want to hear it? Yeah. This morning, I've been writing every morning, and today's morning to this morning, I wrote, trust yourself. Just go for it. You have nothing to lose at this point, so might as well make it your way. That's solid. Like, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Did you have one as well for yourself? No. I did. I, it's because I'm traveling right now. I'm, I don't have my normal routine going on because I'm like living, out, not out of my Jeep, but like my life is a mess. In a fun way, though, on a 28-day road trip. <laughs> yeah. So, affirmations, you're on vaca affirmation vacation. Exactly. <laughs> I'm on, like, everything vacation right now. <laughs> do you normally do affirmations, stuff like that? I think I, I think them. I don't write them down, but I've been meaning to get a journal to, like, start to write down, like, self-expressiveness, because I sometimes find I, like, go too deep into my business stuff, and I don't spend enough time on, like, myself. <laughs> yeah. You probably understand. <laughs> um, I do. I think what's wild sometimes is like how much are my neuroticism or my like idiosyncrasies or just like um, some of my like things that like why can I'm not satisfied is really helpful in business. Yeah. And so like is knowing that stuff or understanding that stuff helpful versus just like feeling not satisfied has always helped me do a lot more things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I'm the same way. I think. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people who are entrepreneurs are yeah. who create their own businesses. Yeah, very um like heads not headstrong, but you won't compromise type of thing. What journey are you on? I'm not sure half the time. Um, I think I'm on the journey of helping people understand that they don't have to live a miserable life. That's the overarching journey. And I think the specifics of it right now is showing people that they can start freelancing for themselves and they don't have to, you know, die in a, in a cubicle that they hate. No shame on anyone who likes to, to work in a cubicle. That's fine. But for people who hate it, 
I feel like I'm on a mission to show them that that's not what you have to do with your life. I promise. <laughs> How was your life in a cubicle? Because my life in a cubicle, I was in a cubicle at Intel. Fucking yeah. sucked. Yeah, I didn't thrive in it at all. I mean, I I spent about a year and a half of my life working in an office setting and it was terrible. I mean, I was like depressed. It was messing with my mental health. I wasn't applying myself. I was showing up late. I was going on three hour lunches. I was like rebelling against it almost because I like hated it so much. And I was like, oh, is this what adulting is? Is it, um, you know, are we supposed to be miserable till we're 55, right? That's what we're supposed to do, I guess. And then I was like, no, <laughs> no, I, I refuse to accept that. Do you think it's the company? Do you think there would have been another place that, because like sometimes I, like I felt that way and then I kept getting fired after yeah. job after job and then I created a company that, that finally worked and I want people that work here to feel like not in the cubicle life and that they're living their best life. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I mean, so the first, very first job I had, I actually loved my coworkers to death. I'm still like super good friends with them. Love my bosses even still, you know, friends with them. And I still hated that job. And like the second job I had in an office, it was toxic coworkers, toxic environment, you know, all all the way through toxic. But even when I love my coworkers and stuff, I still felt like I was in a cage. Like I, I just felt unhappy no matter what went on. You know, it just like wasn't good for me. Um, what's a toxic culture? Like what do they do? Because I want to avoid it. So I'm curious what they oh, do. Oh, um, it was like classic PR stories, like people who work in PR where it, it's like 14 hour work days, no breaks, nothing. Um, like I was brand new. No one would talk to me. I kept like trying to like befriend people. They wouldn't acknowledge me. Like the job was advertised differently than what it actually was. Um, people making fun of what I'm wearing, you know, just like just terrible you know plus i hated the job itself so i was like this is terrible yeah yeah i'm just trying to it's wild then because did you have a mission then i don't know if people think about having missions it's like almost no. because it was so bad it led you to a mission that's exactly what happened like i i was like 22 like, I, didn't, I, I didn't have a mission i was just like oh i need to pay my bills and i want to go party or something and then once it was so bad, once I quit the job and jumped into what I jumped into, kind of along the way, the like mission came type of thing. Because I was like, I want to prevent other people from what I experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Han, any other stories or feelings that come to mind during that period? Because you were, did you go to school up in Albany? I went to school in Rochester, New York. So upstate still. Yeah. But like far away over by the Great Lakes. And um. Sorry, what was the question? Well, I guess what, you know, it's interesting. It's like we talk about adulting and sometimes I'm in these meetings with our team and I'm like, yeah. I look around, I'm like, is this what y'all dreamed of as kids? You know, like, no, you the, the, know. Yeah, and then what, I think our meetings are definitely getting more fun. Like I just had a really fun meeting with our leaders and it's like, how can you look forward more to life? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, I want to do what you do, but I don't know what to do. And I always say, think back to when you were six. Like, what did you like to do? Because there's, I think, so much like truth to your happiness as an adult can be found then. Like, were you knocking over cardboard boxes? Were you riding horses? Were you throwing food at the wall? Like, maybe you want to make art with food on canvas or something, you know? I mean, who knows? Ta ta someone's going to do it. I know. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um I think that it's like beaten out of us in school and college and whatever. They're like, you have to pick the one thing. You got to be an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor or you're a failure or whatever. And I just think that's all so messed up. I think we're supposed to be like many things in our lives. I mm. think just one thing is stupid. What are your many things? What are my many things? <laughs> um, well, I like that. I, conceptually, one of the biggest affirmations and thoughts I've had, I'm really fascinated with this concept of both. And my, one of my best friends, Joseph Kelly, shout out Unchained Capital, Unchained.com. 
So we're to shout out someone that's just me and you in the room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get it because I do the podcast stuff too, so I get it. But it's this concept. It's like, oh, can you take if like AppSumo.com, we promote products and we have people, we have customers who buy those products that we promote. And it's like, well, can we, should we prioritize the customers or the partners? It's like, why don't you prioritize both? Yeah, just kind of interesting. And then conceptually, like I'm dating. It's like, should you be dating or should I be single? It's like, why don't you just do both of those? I'm like, I could do both. Yeah, it's like you, it, I, guess, I think it's giving yourselves permission that we can do the things we really want versus limiting ourselves. Absolutely. And it's crazy to me how many people limit themselves off the bat. They don't give themselves the option to have anything. They they automatically assume, oh, to make money, I have to suffer. Or to have stability, I have to be unhappy. The either or and exactly. It's like, well, actually, why can't you have both? And I think a lot of people will have a problem with my social media and stuff too, because they'll be like, oh my God, she posts like all about money all the time and all she cares about is money and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, no, like why can't I care about having financial freedom and stability and also care about living and being happy and like doing multiple things? Like people can't understand that. Yeah. That you can, yeah, have it all. I mean, you why? literally can't. I think people, um, one of the things that I think about is just like, permission like we're, yeah. we're kind of raised to have permission like oh can i do this can i do this? and then i'm and even to myself a lot of the time and yeah. i think i'm just trying to get into the mindset it's like besides like you know legal things in our society like what do you not like you don't need permission like no. you want to start your own thing you want to do a rock band you want to create an event you want to make it be a youtuber like you don't need anyone's permission and i think that's, that's no. a hard thing to unlearn yeah i would agree with that and I see people, yeah, they'll come, they'll come to me and say, do you think I could do this? Do you think I could do that? I'm like, well, it doesn't matter what I think. Just do it. You know, just you, you can do it. I believe in you. And then I can tell they, they're like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like I got permission to do this. What now? And I'm like, you're like a 40 year old person. I mean, <laughs> do it. You know, your life is ticking. The clock is ticking. So do it. And um, it's all like, yeah, those mindset things that are like so ingrained into people. And I, I see it stop them and make them unhappy so often that I'm just like, I am going to try and, and rewire people here. That's like the mission. That sounds like I'm making a, an army of clones. I don't. <laughs> yeah. But if you think that's better for people in society, why not? Uh, yeah. I mean, life is short, you know, it's like, why suffer? Why, you know, why suffer when you don't have to like, like unfair things are going to happen to you. You can't control that people die, like, you know, horrible things are going to happen that you can't control. So what you can control, control, like do something you love, like, you know, take a risk, go out there, make money online, travel, be a digital nomad, whatever, whatever you want to do, do it. It's funny because for me, taking a risk would be like having a family, staying put. Yeah, like, like I know. Odd. That's probably my situation. <laughs> no, no, but it, right. It, no, and yeah. I think there's, I try to always just remind myself as well as the audience. It's like, there's no right or wrong way to live. No. It's like whatever it is that serves themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Permission. Right? Permission granted. <laughs> That's like one of the phrases I like saying. I am curious, when you were six, what was your dream? When I was six, I wanted to either be a poet or a writer, which I am now, or I apparently would go around town telling everyone I was going to be the first female president. <laughs> I used to tell everyone in my town that. Is it a small town or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm from a village. In oh, really? New York. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I grew up on a farm. Like, I'm, I'm from the boondocks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to like run around town and say to them, like, I'm going to be the first female, whatever. And everyone in town used to laugh. They were going to have like bumper stickers made for me. They even made them at one point. 
It was like Alex for president in 2040, I think was the year that I had said. Han, so we're, well, we can start, we got to start campaigning soon. <laughs> oh God, no. I don't know if I want that one. I don't think I want that one today. That's That looks too, too much. But the writer poet thing, I allowed myself to start doing at 22 and I became a much happier person for it. Much happier. It's also fascinating to have dreams and then get your dream and you're like, oh, maybe I didn't want this dream. Yeah. Or the, I, I like that you're like, I wanted to be, I used to say, I used to never get photographed with alcohol or okay. anything because I, if I ran for president, I didn't want to have some of this fucking wild oh, photo. Oh, so it's a thing you wanted to do too. I did. Well, and then in college, I, I ran for student government and I was in it and I was like, yo, this sucks. I was, yeah, I, never... I was in student government, high school and college. Like it's always been a thing of mine. Yeah, that's funny though. I have a lot of pictures holding a glass of wine. See, wine might be okay. I was just yeah. nervous there's going to be some, something weird. Just like scotch or like something, dark like know, ramen and red solo cup. Yeah. Exactly. That's funny. Did your parents, like, what was it like growing up in a small village? Because I was curious about the parents and like the friends. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like, I think everything is good and bad, right? So it was almost that type of situation where there were so few of us that w- it was like a very close bond between all of us. But at the same time, it was a very close bond between all of us. There's only 93 kids in my class that I graduated with. So, you know, things like meeting new people, learning new perspectives, dating, like all that stuff was hard because there wasn't a lot of people at all. But then when it came to like education, I got a really, really good education in high school because the teachers just had like 20 of us each class. So it was very like hands-on with all of us. So like my English teacher had a really big impact on me and I was able to like really learn a lot from her because there was not anyone around. <laughs> so, it, you know, it had like good and bad to it basically. Um, but like everyone knew everyone's business all the time. If I ever tried to do anything inappropriate or whatever, it would like get the news would get to like my mom before I even got off the school bus, basically. There was no like doing anything crazy because you would just get caught. Is that a trip then to go from there to New York? Like that's really the most opposite I can It is. So yeah, like I went to college, even a smallish college. It was like 4,000 undergrad, which was like still like big for me. And then, yeah, then going to New York City was a huge culture shock, but I really wanted to because my whole life I had only ever been in these like farm settings. And my I was like, I, I have to know, like, what is this like? I have to go find out. And yeah, I moved to Brooklyn. And at first, you know, of course, like the first few months, I was like, what the frick? You know, can I even freaking do this? Like, this isn't this is weird. This is I don't even know what's going on here. And then about like three, four months into it, I realized like, no, I think I can do this here. And then, you know, you have like, I was there for six years. So you could probably see like in my style every year was changing and I was changing and stuff, but it was, New York was great. Like it, it was a great thing for me to like get to where I am today. But then I moved out of it at the end of last year. Cause I was like, you know what? I love this place. It, it was amazing, but I, I want to move on. I'm like very nomadic that way. I think it, makes people sad because I like am there for a bit and then I'm like bye <laughs> I'm out maybe I'll come to Austin I don't know <laughs> and then you'll be out yeah and then you'll go somewhere else and then I'll go somewhere else yeah I wonder if that I mean that's just like life one and eventually either a you'll want to stay somewhere or b you'll want to keep traveling maybe do both right I know that's <laughs> exactly do both I mean people always say that to me too They're, they always make me feel like I'm gonna have to either stop being nomadic one day to have a family or I'm going to have to stop being really, really into my work if I'm going to have kids. Like, I always get those ultimatums a lot. I think as a woman, people will present them to me. And I'm like, why does it have to be like that, though? Yeah. Like, why can't I run a business and have kids? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, come on. It's 2021. I was talking. Uh, my friend runs a YouTube channel 
she talks finance and she does she teaches uh, financial investments and advice for for mostly females. I was like, yeah, it's tougher to women to prove that. Like tougher yeah. kind of, it's like I don't know what it's like to be a woman. <laughs> Let's just start with that. And I don't want to even intellectualize it. I just can imagine that it's got to be harder. And like you get like someone all right, so someone sent me an email saying like, "Oh, the Alex cuz we promoted you." They're like, "Oh, she doesn't make as much money as she says." Yeah. Which I I guess they do that with Grant Cardone and some of the other you're not uh, No, no. The, I know I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's like that's been the hardest part of all of this that has made me on some days like go, why do I even bother with any of this? Because I've worked my ass off for seven years to do what I've done. And like some people will just like write on Reddit that I'm lying and everyone's like, she's lying. Someone said she's lying. So she's lying. And I'm like, okay, you could go off of the Reddit thread or you could go off of the CNBC episode they ran in March. Like your your choice, I guess. I mean, like CNBC grabbed my tax returns and everything. It's like, I'm done trying to prove it though. Cause no matter how hard I try, people don't believe it. I don't know what's so unbelievable about it. It's not even like I'm saying I make $10 million a year or something. It's like, <laughs> it's like three, 378K and I'm 28. Like what is so insane about that, that I'm a woman, you know, would anybody question that if I was a guy? I think they question like the grants, like these super yeah, fake yeah. rich. And you're not also flaunting a Lambo or some mansion. Like actually, you know, I, I don't know if you, you, we put out a video reacting to your video. Yeah. And it actually has done well, which is weird. Like most of our reaction videos, but your videos <laughs> has a, it, has, it creates a lot of, I think it creates a lot of hope. I think that was exciting. Yeah. Part me it itself. brings in a lot of hope, but it also brings in a lot of hate. I get like both. And there's some days where it's like way more hope that day. And I'm like, I can do this. Um, this is helping people. This is freaking awesome. And then there's some days where like the hate is so bad. I'm just like, why, do, why am I bothering? Oh, what do you mean? Like people message you about it? Yeah. I mean, oh. if you just, if you look me up online, like my Google reputation's trash from hate articles like you know there's nothing i can do about it i except run my own race type of thing but th that's been a part of all of this is like becoming more comfortable with hate <laughs> it's like no one prepares you for that you know like yeah I, I like people the people who are in my life like i care for them i'm there for people i i'm like a very caretaker type of person i want to help people and to have so much hate still online is some days it's just like man this sucks <laughs> Damn. yeah i would never i didn't realize i would expect it to that i was surprised someone even emailed me about it that was kind of strange yeah i mean and my haters like... are passionate they're, they're passionate <laughs> haters i'm sure there's some quote let the haters hate or some shit like that i also yeah. wonder why people like why don't they just why do they focus? care yeah like yeah. it's yeah. most of the time they're just disappointed in their own stuff for sure and that's my thing too it's like Oh my God, if you put that much energy energy into your own like side hustle or something, like you'd be a millionaire with how much energy you focus <laughs> on hating me with. Like, you know, it's nuts. That's where I'm just like, I understand like these people aren't in good places. Say a prayer for them, you know, wish them well. But there's some days where it's like a barrage of hate. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> Someone asked me, like, I do office hours on Fridays on my YouTube channel, and they're like, is all publicity good publicity? I'm like, kind of, but no. Like, I don't really want to get. That's shitty. a great question. That's like a really good question to like theorize or like talk about or a statement because sometimes I'm like, all publicity is good publicity in a way, but what about your mental health along the way? Like, me being controversial on some stuff has probably undoubtedly grown my social following and my presence which gets you access, opportunity, money, all these things. But then along the way, like, it's not fun to feel like thousands of people hate you. So it's just like, is all publicity good publicity? Yeah, to an extent. What about your health, though? <laughs> what? Uh, and I want to talk about the business stuff and things like that. I, I was more impressed than I expected. 
So I'll just, I wanted to talk. With myself? Yeah. Oh, thank I you. Was, <laughs> no, with myself. Oh, I don't know. I, you know what? <laughs> I brought you I don't to put talk it past my... people these oh, days. Really? I'm like, no, I mean, uh, no, never mind. <laughs> Some people are fucking weird. People I mean, are definitely weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're obviously weird too. I'm yeah. weird. And there's the people that work at, at AppSumo are, are weird in a good way. Yeah. And um, yeah, that is funny. If they put as much time talking shit on you, into their own stuff. I bet they get further ahead in their own life. For sure. And I say to people, you know, hey, if you just put like one hour every day for six months into some type of side hustle online, you will make money from it. I'm telling you. Like that time adds up because I think people people don't see it long term. It's the instant gratification world today. They want it now. They want money tomorrow. They want 10K by the end of the month and they don't want to hear about the rest of it. And I'm like, no, but think about it. If you just put one hour every day instead of watching Netflix or whatever you need to do into this, you know, add that up for what what's that, 186 whatever hours after six months, like that's, you're going to have a nice little thing going. Yeah. But you have to start seeing it that way. You can't just be like, oh, well, one hour, I won't get anything done in one hour. But like, you have to think more long term. In that hour, I could write negative things about Alex. Yeah. Or, or Noah. Or Noah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're probably going to get it wherever you I put hope this. so. Wow. Wherever you put this, you're going to get it. So, so you know. It'll go out in the podcast world in the email. Yeah. Um, I was curious with how you're approaching. Something I'm thinking about. I, I honestly don't have a great answer. It's going to be sound kind of left field. How do you think about your values and how you're approaching your business and your life? And I asked selfishly because I was just thinking about mine. You know, when people ask me that, I have to get better with my like you've, elevator pitch. You've been asked pitch. that question? Yeah, I was asked that on a podcast like two right, weeks ago. Ignore the ago. question. I don't care. Um, no, I, I am just legitimately <laughs> like, it's just more values. Like what I was thinking about it in terms of, I think the, where it came from is in our companies, we have mission. I have a mission to like get people out of the nine to five or at Absolute, we want everyone to help become an entrepreneur. And it's like, what are our values? Are We stand for being weird. We stand for being humble. We stand for being hungry. Like, great. Yeah. Personal life. What's your mission? And maybe it doesn't need it. I don't know. I was just kind of reflecting in, in what that is. I know. And it's like, I don't really, I guess I have to think of a better way to like sum up my values, but my values are to be honest, to be authentic, to be transparent. That's a huge part of my brand is I like show screenshots of the money I'm earning, which like makes people really angry almost, I think, at how like freakishly transparent I am. Because I think they're kind of like, oh crap, like she showed the receipts of it. Like, what are we going to do now? So it's like, yeah, my values are like honesty, openness, transparency, like mindset, like open mindset, mindfulness. I'm really passionate about helping people not feel like they are the victim to their own emotions or that they are, you know, they can't overcome their emotions. Like I always, I'm like really into that stuff where I'm like, no, you can though. Like you can compartmentalize your brain almost like that's like mindfulness, you know, all that stuff. I don't know. I, I just went on a tangent. I didn't answer your question. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting where what we stand for. Yeah. Right. I was thinking about it in relationships, like what matters and, and it's, it's kind of interesting topic. I was curious coming back to people that a lot of my audience is people that do want to start businesses or they want to have like yeah. I run a software business. So it's like, how do I start an e-commerce store or a software business or freelancing business? Yeah. Is there anything different you would do today than you? Because you started seven years ago doing your own Super thing. Super long ago. Yeah. Is it still, is it in days that just work hard, like find some shit, work hard. I don't, people want That's secrets. It. It's such a not sexy answer. Like it's like just working really hard every day. And not getting attention I need, I need or praise a for it. No, tell me a secret. Yeah, I know. No, one thing I could do differently. Um, you don't I, have to do anything different. I'm just. I mean, you know, if I could look back on it, it was I didn't raise my prices soon enough. I didn't value my work for what it was valued for for too long. I, I let you know the imposter syndrome or lack of confidence, and that's also like a a side branch of mine 
passion, just specifically, you know, speaking to like women in business, because we're more likely to have the imposter syndrome, you know, all those things is like, don't listen to it. That's what I would like shout back to myself. Like, don't let it keep you. You know, I waited four years to post about my journey on social media because I was like afraid to because I was afraid of the hate because I was like, people aren't going to believe this. They're going to not like it. They're going to be pissed that I'm doing well, you know, all the things that happen. And I let that stop me for four years. And if I could go back, I would tell myself year one, freaking post it and just to hell with it. So that's what I would say to people to hell with it. To hell with it. So you were, that's interesting. Why'd you wait? And what, what finally made you feel comfortable? You know, I mean, I think it might honestly be coming from a small town. I knew that like, once I started posting that everyone where I'm from would crap talk me that, you know, it's like in the back of my head, the insecurity of like, everyone where I'm from is going to shit talk me. I already know it because I got out. I'm doing something with my life and and it's going well. And all they're going to see is the part where it's going well. They're not going to see the four years that it took for it to go well. So I just knew I was going to get trashed basically. And um, I was trying to prolong that. I was, I was pandering to the, I want to be liked feeling that we all have as humans. You know, I, I want to be liked still. I want to be liked. And around like the four year mark, I think something changed when a, I started getting press, like CNBC started to cover it. So like kind of, it was out there. I had no choice. And people started to email me and say like, hey, like your story has inspired me to like quit my job and and I'm happy for the first time in my life. Like those types of emails that I would like actually start crying when I would, when I would read them and I'd be like, holy shit, I'm like sitting on a gold mine of information that actually could help people. Wow. I've been like thinking the wrong way about this all this time. And it was like that moment on, I just started posting like a psycho <laughs> on social media and, and it's become what it is today and it's grown, you know, and, and it's helped so many people. It's unbelievable. Like it's way beyond me now. I'm just like, I'm like behind it. I'm like on a horse, like trying to like hold the horse steady with the reins, but like the horse is like running, like <laughs> it's beyond me now. Yeah. You do post a lot. Like, oh, I yeah. follow you for a little bit. Like, a like, psycho. Yeah. The thing I, to the highlight as well, and to give you props, like, n- people can choose to follow you or not, but to actually put out a consistent amount of content in yeah. any regard, it's a lot of work. It's and, like, exhausting. Yeah. Like, I do videos yeah. and, you know, then I do podcasts or I'll do email. And, and I, it takes a team. I'm sure, I'm guessing you have some people you work with. I do now. I mean, it's been like loosely kind of coming together over the last year. And I'm like, I'm like, it, you catch me in a time where I'm like exhausted right now. Right. And I'm actually, this trip, I'm I'm really trying to like calm down. <laughs> Just relax. Because I get really into it because I'm really passionate about it. So I like dream about it and stuff, you know. How, how old are you? 20? 28. 20. Are you like, do you think you're a millennial-ish person? I think I'm 75% millennial, 25% Gen Z. <laughs> I get confused which one's which. I guess what I was thinking is like, you're kind of a modern millennial that's willing to do the work in the sense that you're like, yeah. you want mental health, which is not like my parents, I'm I guessing, I won't speak for you, but my parents don't believe in mental health per se. They're like, work hard, yeah. suffer and retire later. And it's yeah. not bad or good. It's just, I think our younger generations are like, hold on, I can have both. I can also feel good about my work, feel good about myself. Yeah. But I think Definitely. you're a millennial who's also just not doing Wall Street bets and and fucking no. Robin Hood being like, I'm going to gamble. You're like, I'm going to put in the work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a little part of me that's Gen Z in a way because I, I feel like, what are they, what are they what, how old are you? 39. Oh, no, no. You're, you're like millennial. an ex-lennial or whatever they're called. <laughs> you're like the top of it. Yes. And I'm the tail end. Okay, cool. You're 39? Yeah. Oh my god! I thought you were like thirty-one. Thank you. You look you look good for that. Thanks. Okay, wow. It's a lot of lotion, moisturizers every and day. And no sun exposure. I'm mindful of it. 
Yeah. You're mindful of it. Okay. Yeah, but I do. I do. <laughs> I go out in the sun. I'm like, I'm toast. Over oh no, there. you gotta put I'm putting on lotion. I try to. <laughs> we gotta get you a sponsor from like lotions and stuff like that. I need. Well, we're gonna talk. I need all kinds of sponsors because I'm not good at that side of this business. All right. I'm not good at the asking side. That's so. a lot of what I'm known for. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Well, then this is this is the start of something lovely. I just admire that you're a millennial. Who's I think millennial. I think it's when you say woke, people can take it negative. Like woke could be. I think it was an insult. A lot of people think like, oh, they're like very like woke, uh, progressive yeah. or, or modern. It's not that I don't think woke is always bad, but I think the millennial that I, I, I envision is this person who just wants everything, not willing to work, gambling for these things. And I think I admire the people like that put in the work the yeah. that are like, hey, I want to have this. I want to have a different life and yeah. doing something about it. I actually was having this exact conversation at dinner last night with my friends where we were talking about how there's like two kinds of millennials. There's the millennial that's like me that grew up with the recession, Wall Street, you know, all of it that's like super anti-establishment. Like, I don't trust Wall Street. I don't trust corporations. None of it. Like Facebook? Yeah, because it failed me, right? Like it failed us. So, but instead of almost being like a victim to it and pissed about it, I was just like, I'm going to forge my own path, whether it's pretty or not. Like, I'm just going to do my own thing because I almost don't trust that these systems are here to take care of us because they, because they're not. So, there's that millennial or there's the millennial that has been beaten down in the same way and just kind of took it and is just like 30 now and pissed and has a lot of student debt and is sad <laughs> about it. Yeah. And I'm almost trying to speak to them to say, it's not over yet, guys. Listen to me. I'm here to help you. Awesome. I, I like I feel for my fellow millennial because I feel like we grew up in some <laughs> shit, you know? I feel for them. I do. I mean, millennials get, you know, ripped to shreds by baby boomers and everything. But I'm like, hey. You know, hasn't been easy out here. Yeah. It's, like, come yeah, on, man. Little tough love, little love. Yeah. One thing I do wanted to come back on, I know we're kind of like going back and forth, which has been fun. I want to know where your mind was when it was like tough. Because like you said, in Brooklyn, it took like a few months for you to finally feel like, okay, I can actually like, maybe I can make it here in yeah. Brooklyn. And then yeah. with doing freelancing, I think we, of course, we saw your the video or a reaction or this the social media, but you know, some of the the moments in the kitchen, I'm curious what comes to mind for you. Well, can't, I know, you know, I wish- Not I'm, Kitchen as a woman. I'm just saying- I swear. No, no, you're good. You're good. It's okay. I'm like, I have a good sense of humor. Okay. Um, I I wish I wrote it down because it was so long ago now. I almost don't even remember. I totally understand. You know, because yeah. I never knew that my story was going to be interesting to anyone. Like, even when people were starting to write to me, I'm like, why do you- You think this is interesting? Fiverr is interesting? Like, Fiverr is so boring to me. And- I never, you know, paused to collect those memories because I had no it's idea a good this tip was for coming. Out there. Yeah, write everything down, everyone. Um, well, just for your own coming back and reflecting journey. Yeah, I don't know. I've always been a very like tough person, I guess. Like if you if if I'm down, I get up. So I have to imagine my the the thoughts in my head in those moments was like, this is tough. This is scary. I don't really know what's going on, but I'm going to keep going. That's just me. That's been me since I was like two, though. I don't know, you know, how to teach that to someone like that resilience, I guess, is probably what was going through my head. Yeah. <laughs> just like get up, keep going. Like when I took a uh, career test in high school, it always told me I would be a really good like general in the army. <laughs> It's like an ROTC exam. Was yeah. this like I don't know. I didn't even know. You. Some people were getting like assistant, trash person, whatever. Mine was like general in the army. You're very good at giving in, uh, directions. I was like, okay, might I might hide that from my dating life. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some dudes love it. No, some, some dudes, dudes like, do love it. Yes. Yeah, that's true. How do you manage all of it now? I don't. I know you get asked that question, Barely. but like, because you're are you still doing the fiber work? 
Yeah. So actually right now I'm in the process of structuring out my own copywriting agency officially because I have to give myself some breathing room from it because I have not taken a day off from it in seven years. And it is starting to exhaust me because I am a human being. So um, I actually hired my best friend two weeks ago. Nice. And um, while we're doing this right now, she's on her laptop at a coffee shop around the corner checking the messages for me. Yeah. So I'm building out an agency and I'm always transparent about that because people are like, people, she doesn't, she doesn't share oh my God. that. Like, meh, meh, meh. I said, someone, the article someone sent me, they're like, she's not writing it herself. I'm like, yeah, dumbass. It's called hiring. Like, right, but like, like Mark Zuckerberg oh, is not building God. this thing. Like build, like Jeff Bezos doesn't code Amazon. I know. And it's like, that's the, the specific thing that pisses me off when I get on social media and some guys doing super well and they're like, oh, the company's valued at 10 mil, whatever. Nobody is under that going like, yeah. Yeah, but he's not doing it all by himself. It's like, no shit. Like, come on. Like, why yeah. are, Why is that my, like, why are you coming for me on that? Or they'll be like, well, she's reporting the gross. Like, she's not reporting what's taken out after taxes. And it's like, uh, I'm sorry, when you're sitting at a coffee shop talking about your salary with people, do you tell them that you make 90K per year? <laughs> or do you tell them it after the expenses and taxes have been taken out? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's yeah. like these weird double standards on me are like nuts. It is. Do you think it's a woman? Do you think it's a, like because you're public about it? Maybe. Like, I don't I don't know. I mean, I see it on social media all the time. I see the women who post their earnings just get ripped to shreds. I do see some of the guys get it too, but they just, they get different comments. I study this stuff. Like, they'll just get comments that are like, yo, dude, brag much? Like, yeah, who cares? Like, no one cares till you show the Lambo, like all this stuff. And my stuff will just be like, no, you don't. You're lying. No, you don't. You're on OnlyFans. You're a stripper. It's like I get different comments. So I'm just like, you know, whatever. It's like I can't stop it. That's fucking. I I look at it. Like, you know, like some guys, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, only women get it. It's just, it annoys me what I get. Like, they'll be like, shut up and get in the kitchen. Or like, she's a stripper. Or there's no way she's doing this alone. It's like, first of all, I actually did it alone for four years. So I actually did make six figures on Fiverr alone for like the record. But at the fourth year mark, I'm a business person. Like I was like, hey, wow, my business is doing well. I'm kind of tired. Maybe I should get help. Yeah. As one does in business. <laughs> what is your, your team or what does the people look like that help you? So I kind of have like two different businesses. I have like the Fiverr one that I have like my brand type of thing. So the Fiverr one right now, it's a uh, Brie, my best friend and two writers who are independent contractors with me. So they're not my employees. So if I give them work, they always reserve the right to decline it. And when they do, you know, then I'll do it or whatever. Um, I'm just saying this for legal purposes. I know. I was like, what is your lawyer talking? <laughs> you just like channeled a lawyer right there. I know. Oh my God. Um, that's the writing. So right now it's me and three other people. And then my personal brand, Bria is also helping me on. And then I have like a podcast editor, video uh, editor, uh, graphic designer, you know, different people I use at different times for stuff. So it's kind of like, um, it was in a book I just read, like, I think it was the company of one where you have like you at the center and like different spokes of like people that in your network that like you use when you need to, but it's still just like kind of you at the end of the day. And I ascribe to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm actually surprised there's so few. I thought there'd be, it's not, it's not about, I think people have the wrong numbers. They're like, how many people work there? It's like, who fucking cares? It's like, what are you accomplishing? What are you outputting and so forth? Yeah. I guess I just thought for what you're doing, it seemed like I would expect almost more people I know. supporting you or around you. Right. And that's when I say that I'm like, and people still are, you know, I'm like, it's just me for a while. It's just me and one other person. And they're like, still, it's not just you. And I'm like, it's not correct. people who run a company. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like. I don't know why that's even a thing. Yeah. It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, can you guys come up with something better? 
like something more entertaining. Are there other places online besides Fiverr for someone to go and be a freelancer? Oh, yeah. Like where else is there online? I post about this all the time. There's hundreds of places. The top two is Fiverr and Upwork right now. But um, I've been working with Contra and Continuum. I saw Contra. Yeah, they're two startups. um, And... I'm excited for where they're both going to go with their stuff. So I've been like helping both of them out with like promo and everything because I would love Fiverr to have some competition. Uh, would be nice to see that because they've enjoyed, I think, a monopoly for a little too long <laughs> with everything. So, but no, there's there's um, hundreds of places for everything online. All right, so what are the new ones? Contra? Contra Continuum are two of the new ones. Uh, LinkedIn's going to launch its own freelancing marketplace in hmm. September. Did they reach out to you? No. But it kind of heard. Well, they posted it in February. Damn, they that should be pretty it. big. That's going to be huge. I think that's going to give Fiverr and Upwork a run for their money big time. Big time. Depends how well they build out the marketplace, though, the user friendliness of it. Probably not. That's what I'm thinking. And that might be what still sets them back if they haven't millennialized their interface. Because LinkedIn is very like archaic looking to me when I go on it. I'm like, come on, where's where's the like, where's like the Robin Hood aesthetic design at? Where it's like easy. easy. Yeah. 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 So LinkedIn. I don't know. I don't go to LinkedIn too often. No, either. me either. I've been starting to now just because I know that this marketplace is coming and all my followers are like, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. I'm like, guys, I can't give you an informed opinion yet until I like know. Uh, so hang yeah. hang with me. I'm not just going to like say something I don't mean. Do you think for people starting businesses, you'd recommend the freelancing? Or would you recommend other ways of doing it? Like content creator? Or I know you sell a course and like your brand is yourself. Like, is there any other direction? Like, well, if I wasn't doing, I wouldn't be able to say it that way, but like for me, I guess I've been excited about content creation. Yeah. I, that's what I've been doing for years. And then I probably also would go and do kind of like another AppSumo where I promote people's products or physically or digitally. Yeah. Because I was curious, like other ways that you think people can make money besides freelancing that you've considered. Oh, oh, I see. Like different side hustles. Yeah. Just other yeah, ones there's, oh my God, there's so many different things from like affiliate marketing to ebook sales, yeah, to online course sales, to selling journals on Amazon, merch on Amazon, AdSense, YouTube monetization. Like there's just limitless stuff. You can be a beta reader. You can read people's novels and give your opinion on it, uh, you know, on a freelancing site. Like it's like the sky's the limit. What is everyone missing then? The way I've always felt, there's unlimited ways to make money. Yeah. But everyone wants to watch another video. Like, I mean, I make a lot of this content and I put it out. Here. Yeah. And I think it is. Is the secret just to work? I, I <laughs> Yeah. I, I think it's twofold. I think about this often, like every day. Honestly, I think about this. I think it's a mix between laziness, just like not wanting to work. And I think it's also a mix between fear of success and being afraid of what if you actually do this? What if it actually makes you some money? And what if it actually causes you to question your entire life? And I don't think people want that conversation. I think that first moment, that first dollar of passive income hits, I think they're afraid that if that happens, they're going to question their job, their career, what they thought they were supposed to do, what they thought made them happy. I think they're going to have a whole existential crisis and they're not like ready for it. Yeah. The fear of success. Yeah. You're on this 28 day road trip. What is it? Why only 28 days? Why not like 27? Not like <laughs> four 29? weeks. I don't know. I mean, I know seven divided by. Four. Yeah, no. I, I I just decided four weeks was easy. <laughs> How are you working from the road? How's that? I kind of like pause every other day to do my main stuff. Um, I have a hotspot on my phone, and then Bree, my assistant, she's traveling, best friend, traveling with me. That's so fun. she sits next to me with her lap desk. She uses my hotspot on her laptop, and it's actually really productive time for us because she's getting to know my whole business and can ask me anything while I'm driving. 
So we kind of like run my businesses while I drive. And then like, boom, we're at the next city. It's like great. <laughs> That's wild. What are you noticing that you didn't realize you became an expert in by teaching her? Or learning? That I've become an expert in? Or that, um, what are things that you're teaching her? Like, oh, she doesn't know about the, the pricing or she doesn't know how to write it or she's not. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I feel like um, my customer service skills I didn't realize or my like sales and customer service skills. I didn't realize I guess I've developed pretty extensively after seven years on Fiverr when I'll say to her, you know, no, say it this way to the buyer, because if you say it this way, it will affirm this to them and then they're going to buy that. Like that type of thing. I know so well because I've done it every day for seven years. And when I explain it to her, I'm listening to myself and I'm like, oh, God, like I, I kind of know a lot about like sales psychology at this point. Like I kind of know how to get people to buy things. <laughs> like that's kind of scary to have that power. Yeah. Did, did Fiverr ever sponsor you or give you money no. or hook you up? No, no. After that, especially? No, they don't. They don't hook me up with anything. They reach out to you? No, I've reached out to them. I'm kind of surprised they haven't like. You know. I don't know why they don't, but I have to imagine it has something to do with the poll I have online. I don't know if they want to associate with me in the sense that, like, what if I post something that they don't agree with? Or what if I go ape shit and, like, crash a car into a cafe or something? And, like, how would that reflect on them? I don't know. That's I mean, I think theory. with AppSumo, we're looking to align ourselves with, like, the weirdos and the people. Someone who does it. crash into a cafe? Ideally, I mean, if it's for, like, a TV show or if it's for, like, <laughs> if it's, like, entertaining and it's yeah. safe. But yeah, I think it's just like with the people that are doing and the people that want something better, which is what you're doing, at yeah. least in my impression. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm super weird. Like I have a yellow Jeep and I'm traveling with my cat. Like most people bring a dog a on a road thing. trip. Like I have a cat with me. Like that's, I have bright green like loafers on. Like it's. I have a theory on cat women. women and cats. Okay, that's fair. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably like half accurate. No, um, it's, I've dated some women with cats. It's, it's an experience. Um, <laughs> what I, oh, and last question I, I am curious about. What's on your mind during your road trip? Like I notice when I'm driving or lately I, I'm biking, I bike a lot or driving and it's just quiet. I yeah. I've been loving it and my mind just goes to all these like wild fucking things. Yeah. Business, non-business, like where's where's your mind? Yeah, going? that's, you know, you're you're good. You're good. You I've you never... like, you know things. I can tell you just know about life. I've been really enjoying on this road trip, not thinking about business for the first time in like what feels like forever. I'm allowing myself, especially because I have Brie helping me now. I'm allowing myself to detach a little bit and become a human being again. And I've been thinking about all of the people in my life that I care about that I haven't necessarily made the time to see in the past few years because I've been so busy that I've been reconnecting with people and thinking about people. That's what I've been thinking about. Hell human yeah. beings. Human. And living and like slowing down and mindfulness and telling my my inner dialogue is like, Alex, please calm down. <laughs> That's what I'm saying to myself on the road. That's it. Nice. Shout out Brie. Shout out Brie, who's Thanks. nearby at a cafe. I mean, we do it alone sometimes, but it's almost never alone. And people are like, oh, I'm self-made. I'm like, literally, you're definitely not. No. Like you obviously did a, did the hard work and did that, but to get to sure. these next levels as things. Oh, I'm the first one to give everyone credit. Like my my mom, my sister, my number one supporter. You know, shout out to mom and sister. Like, <laughs> see, I'm doing it now. It it takes a village always. You know, and anyone who makes I mean, it and you came like, from a village. Did you get the joke? You got the joke. You got the joke. That was my deadpan. That, yeah, um, it was pretty deadpan. I I, my know. deadpan, like sometimes people don't understand it, and then I think they think I'm just like insane, and I'm like, no, that I was kidding. You it's guys, a Canadian. it's because you're Canadian. You're really uh, yeah. Canadian. I, I honestly am. I used to go to Montreal every summer. Um, no, people say an Albany accent sounds like a crossover between a Toronto and New York City. If they like had a child, that'd be you. Yeah. And that's upstate New York, yeah. 
Um, no, it always it, there's always people involved, and I'm always the first one to like give people credit because I'm not trying to sit here and be like it was all me. Yeah. No, but it was a lot. Of you. I mean, I'll it say for, I'll lot, say for sure. you, it was a, it was sure. a lot of you. Sure, of course, you know, but it's like, yeah. What's the point of life if you don't like credit people? I think the other phrase that I've been thinking about a lot, first one is both, second one is generous, but not generous. And I think generous is not incorrectly. It's more, when you think generous, it's like, oh, I gave them money or I paid for the dinner or I left a big tip. Yeah. Which is true for generous. I've, I've also just been reflecting, how am I being generous to myself? Yeah. Which I, I'm still working through. I think a lot of people who are successful are not generous. They're like fucking hard. We're hard. And we're like, you know why we're successful? That's my biggest problem. Yeah. Which is, it's great. Because then you're like, hey, I've worked for seven For successful years. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, for your, yeah. No, I'm so hard on myself. Yeah. You know? And I don't let myself rest ever. And sometimes it will almost catch up with me and like manifest in mental or physical health problems. Like sometimes I'll feel myself like shallow breathing for days on end and I'll be like, oh my God, am I going to have an anxiety attack right now? Because I'm so tuned out to like what I need, you know, because it's like about the business, about everyone else. And then it's like, there's some days when I'm like, I need to slow down and listen to my body. (laughs) It's nice to be nice to ourselves. It is. I just be like, Yo, dude, I like you. And I, I know I've had my own complexes. We can talk about this for a long time. But like complexes, like, do I deserve the money? Do yes. I actually do? Was the work that hard? Do I, you know, because yes. when you, you forget, like for me, I lived on couches and like I got fired by all these fucking companies and, and this company like finally did well. And then like, I was like, do I deserve this money? Yeah. Did I earn it? Did other people get what they needed? And just like. I know exactly kind of, what you're talking about. Like the all com- the time. I'm like, did I deserve that money? Did I work hard enough for that money? You know, the fuck does that come from? What does that even like mean? I like, <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Don't I know, know what you're talking about. How do I pronounce your last name? Fasulo. Fasulo? You got it. Okay. Fasulo. Fasulo. And is it Alexandra? Or you can Alex? call me Alex. All right. Alex Fasulo? Yes. All right. Check her out online. That is a wrap. I hope you loved the episode as much as I loved making it for you. If you're interested more about Alex, check her out at Freelance Fairy Tales Podcast, as well as her website. That's alexfasulo.com, F-A-S-U-L-O.com. Next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's drive across the country together and make a bunch of money doing freelancing. And before you go, tweet at me at Noah Kagan. I love hearing from you. Seriously, I really do. Tweet at me. And come on, you already did this, so just skip this part, but subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash okdork. Subscribe and like. Seriously, I need it. I need it. (laughs) And check out appsuba.com. I love it. I built this 11 years ago to help everyone get their business off the ground. If you want a side hustle, if you want a full hustle, if you hate your job, if you love your job, if you're running a company and you want to grow it and you need amazing tools for that, check out appsuma.com. It's super impressive. Finally, a couple shout outs to my amazing team. Jason, he does all the editing. He is at podcasttech.com. Mitchell, love you. Jeremy Huber, Jonathan Sasek, Cam, and Jen. And Jen from the Dork Team for all the magic y'all do. And finally, shout out to Caitlin Debert at AppSuana.com. Her cakes are unreal. I think it's Kate Bakes Cakes ATX on Instagram. I have bought a lot of her cakes. One, they don't only look good, they taste even better. Really big shout out. I love that you work here and you have an amazing side hustle. Have a fantastic day. What's your favorite scent of candle? Uh-huh.